Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Welcome to another episode of Shock Your Potential, my little business podcast that really gets a, a great opportunity for me not only to meet amazing people, but to be able to pick their brains. And, you know, that's selfishly wonderful. But I think, and my guest is going, wait, my brain? Yes. <laughs> Which is Hang what on. I always it's say to myself. <laughs> And joining me today is Ginger Johnson. And Ginger and I have actually kind of circled around each other for a while. And we've kind of talked and connected a little bit. But this is the first time that these two amazing women are in the same space. I know. What are we going to do with that? Oh, yes. And have the power pose. And Ginger, I know that you... Stand on and get the cape blowing in the back, right? Yes. And my long flowing blue hair. Right. Ginger, I know that you are all about relationships and connecting and really making sure that we connect on a personal level. One of the things in your bio is, is that you say, I want to make sure that we you know, connect human to human, not just fiber optically, which is an amazing dialogue given where we are in the world right now. Ooh. But uh, I know that you have a lot um, of credentials behind you. So talk a little bit about who you are and what your business is so that my listeners and viewers can get a little intro into the beginning of your psyche. <laughs> there we go. Brain picking has commenced. Yes. When I was 26, Michael, I was sitting on the floor of my parents' home. It's not the home I grew up in. It's the one they sold out from under me after I graduated from college uh, without even asking me. Anyway, I was visiting them and uh, for a professional workshop, I was teaching middle school art. Love middle schoolers. They're crazy. I'm one of them sitting on the living room floor of my parents, finishing up some things from the workshop that next day, prepping for the, for the final day, which was the next day. And my parents came in the room and they said, Ginger, you can be part of this family or not. Right. I wow. never saw that coming. And I still to this day don't know where that came from. We have, we are in communication. We, we talk and I talk, called my dad for Father's Day and so forth. And so things have repaired, so to speak. But with human connection, I know what it feels like, Michael, to not be welcome, to not feel connected to something that we assume we are connected with. Like all of a sudden I was, you know, a visitor or a, somebody not in the family. And I just thought, wow, this is really weird. And I remember going to bed that night, literally going downstairs to the bedroom I stayed in and getting up the next day and thinking, well, maybe this is it. 
And it was just, it was so surreal because I thought I, I, I had a very solid middle class Midwestern upbringing, really like loving family. I wouldn't trade anything. I'm so grateful because true connection, uh, very nuclear family. And in that moment, in that, on that floor in the living room, I just, I like, wow, huh? It's really interesting. Well, fast forward a few decades <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've had my own businesses uh, with different modicums of success. And the sidebar here is, is own what works and own what doesn't and just keep mm -hmm. learning. Um, there's no failure in trying. And um, that's about four years ago then, I realized I was also turning another corner. Michael, having taught middle school, I've been a firefighter, I've worked in a bread store, I worked hardware retail. My TED talk talks about some of my, my retail hardware time. I'm even sporting my, my tool belt and my hammer on stage. And, and about four years ago then, it was another point of reinvention. I, I was getting super restless and I wasn't making the progress in what I wanted to do. It was a former business, women enjoying beer. I was studying women and their relationship with beer. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to figure it out, Michael. And I just, I was just going bonkers. I'd wake up every day and like, oh, okay, well, maybe if I try it this way and maybe if I try it this way and what, what don't they get? And like, I'm, I'm telling myself all these stories of like, why is this not working? Trying to find the right story. It's like looking through a fairy tale book and like, no, no, that's not the one. That's not the one where, where is it? Well, we invent those things. We create yeah what we want our story to be. And I know you fully understand that. Yes. And so I shocked my own potential by saying, okay, if that's not what it is, which I was totally fine, I'm good with change. I'm really good with change. So what is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the moment where you really have your own come to Jesus. Like, okay, so what do I want to spend the hours of my day that I will never get back doing? How do I want to invest that instead of spend it? Yeah. Big difference between investment of time and spending of time. And so I prairie dog, they popped up out of the ground like, oh, oh, it's going to be food. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And slowly I'd kind of shrink back down and go underground. I mean, you can just visualize it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one day I popped up and I'm like, oh, it's connections. It's connectivity. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's always been human connection. Okay. Now that I know what that is, what the hell is it? <laughs> So the I know person, what it is, but I right. need to know more about what it is. Right. Like I knew what it was, but like so many people and so many people in business, if you're struggling with getting business, there's a reason. There's probably a lot of reasons in mine. I did not want to repeat the one that I had just struggled with of like, why don't people hire me? Why aren't they knocking on my door? I have something that'll change the world. I was not doing a good job communicating it. I was not connecting with what mattered to them. So right. the very first thing I did for shifting my super tanker for popping up the last time as the prairie dog was I wrote my book because I knew having written an, another book prior, like books are crystallizing. They yes. really distill things. I got my editor back on board. She's like, yep, Ginger, let's go do this. And so I wrote the book because I wanted to be super duper crystal clear on what the message is of how I can help people. I also, and I know you will fully appreciate this and a lot of people, especially listeners who are speakers, like I want to use it as leverage because having a book is powerful mojo. It's a project yep. completed. And that has a lot to do with how we move forward too. So that's the, the really big nutshell of from where to now. You know, as you were talking, I was remembering a story. Um, and I told you, you know, we're about ready to launch our on-demand training app. Yeah, congratulations. So, thank you. I'm so excited. We're waiting the last little Yay. piece. But in this, I've been taping all these like 15 to 
25 minute little vignettes where I'm tackling an issue like how do you deal with an under underperforming employee? How do you have difficult conversations? How do you make sure you achieve budget, but you're still human? So I have all these topics. And one of them is about how do you make, I call it TikTok, making time for your employees. And it's something that I'm so glad I learned this lesson early, but boy, was it a tough lesson. So when you're talking about your parents now, that's a big deal about your parents saying, do you want to be a part of the family or not? But I was in my mid-20s and I had a, a pretty big position and I loved my job, but I was busy all the time, like crazy busy. And people always knew I was busy, 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 busy. And one day I was out for lunch with somebody and he was a good friend of mine and he was, a, a, you know, like one of the volunteers for the organization I worked for. And I knew I had a board meeting at two and we were having lunch at like noon. And at one point in time, he just sits his fork and knife down and he looked at me and it took me a minute to look and I go, what's up, Gary? And he goes, uh, do you have someplace else you have to be? And I said, well, no, not until two. Why? And he goes, because I started counting and you have lifted up and looked at your watch like 37 times. And I went, wow. And I took the watch off, I put it in my pocket and I didn't put it back on for about 10 years because I realized in all my crazy and all my busy and how important I thought I was that I was always thinking about the next thing I needed to do and not about the moment I was in. Right. And, and even when you got to the next thing, it wasn't, you were already on to something else. Exactly. And wow. I thought, oh my God, what am I doing to my employees, to my coworkers? to my spouse, to my child, because right. if it's happening here, I know yeah. it's got to be happening elsewhere. And I can't say that I've always been perfect since then, but boy, it raised my awareness about how mm. important those moments of connection are, especially if you're sitting knee to knee at a lunch table, right? not be paying attention to the person in front of you. Right. And what a gift that this Gary yeah. brought mm -hmm. this to your attention, that he had enough respect for you. And that, that's what I call a juice. That's lesson. Like, you're yeah. listening right now, pay attention to that. The people who give you helpful, constructive feedback like that, they are worth their weight in gold. They care about you. Yeah. They are really connected with you and your purpose and your work, and they're trying to help you make and make you better. Absolutely. And sometimes it's not easy. Like uh, my uh, stepdaughter just uh, downloaded my app and she said, do you mind if I give you some feedback? And I've taken some screenshots and I'm like, absolutely. Oh, oh God, what is she going to say? <laughs> And I'm like, if she respects me enough to ask and to give, I will receive it. And I might cry a little, but she will never right. know that. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I, I, think, I, I think you'll agree with this, uh, Michael, in that when we give and when, especially when we get feedback, um, we have to be willing to be receptive. And so like your, uh, the daughter saying, may I give this to you? Yes. And just like Gary, do you have somewhere you need to be? Like there's a warm up to it. So it's like, yes, put your damn watch down kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> what's your deal? Instead, so like they're giving you the gift of, of uh, gracious opportunity. Say, would you like this? Hmm. And you already know, like if somebody says that, you already know there's something coming that, that you don't see. So take that as an opportunity. And you don't have to like it. It consider right. the source is still a classic saying for lots of reasons. They love you. They care about you. Like, hey, we want to make this better. 
Absolutely. And we all have to be willing. I'm constantly telling people, you know, pretend you have a mirror with you and, you know, your pretend your hand's your mirror, that we have to look in it, but we also have to put it down and let, let other people tell us how we're reflecting out to the world. Right, right. Because we see ourselves in reverse. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's profound. Ooh. <laughs> you are amazing. That's like a power And bomb. we've accomplished our mission. Go forth and conquer, my friends. <laughs> Well, so tell me when you, when you work with people, you know, how do you help them to shock their own potential from this? You know, how are you helping them to, to look at that reflection a little bit differently? <laughs> I've made a lot of people cry in the last two years, Michael. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's, that's the flipping stage, a statement. But when I, when I sat down to write the book, like I mentioned earlier and wrote the connectivity can, I love this little book. Um, and I love it because people are telling me it's useful. It's not my ego. My picture isn't even in this book. Um, it's, I'm finding that teaching people how to understand their own purpose and vision, their own why, there's a reason that is so fundamentally profound because unless we know what it means to feel how we want to feel, which drives who we are, not what we do, we can do anything. Like here's another piece of juice, right? Don't get bound up in what you do. Just like you, busy, busy, busy. But were you productive? Were you present? No, maybe, maybe not. So mm-hmm. take a look at that. And um, when I work with people, like I, like you, have been doing some major pivoting because I'm a professional speaker. I'm an expert who speaks and mm-hmm. on human connection. And the very first thing I do with audiences is help them figure out their why. All right. At least lead them down the journey of this is how you can do it. And I outline that in the book too of what does that mean? Because actually when I, when I popped up at that last time as a prairie dog, Michael, and I said, oh, it's connection. It's always been connection. So what is it? I needed to figure that out for myself. And, mm-hmm. and really what I could do then is I, I call it looking in the rear view mirror. I could look in the rear view mirror and like, oh, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, so you talked about holding it up. Like look out your windshield people, but also reference your own rear view mirror. And for the, for that matter, your, your, I think you said your stepdaughter helping you say, Hey, I've got some feedback, which like, that's your side mirror. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. all these different angles of how we consider our own purpose. And so this morning, full disclosure, it's been a really frustrating morning for me already. And like owning your business is hard work and yes. you can, you can listen to the platitudes. You can watch all the webinars. You can say, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you wake up at 5am and you think, okay, am I going to do it? And there's like, be gracious with yourself, people, please be gracious with yourself. Give yourself the permission to let off the steam, to do the thing, to fully love it. And to, to know that it's going to be, that it's going to be a challenge. I used to say that this, I didn't believe in the struggle. And now I absolutely know it's like, a, it's, a, it's a buddy, but the struggle doesn't have to be sacrifice either, Michael. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between struggle and sacrifice. Struggle to me is trying to figure out how to do something like, oh, okay. And I can, I can do that. Like, we're smart people. We can figure this out because smart people ask for help. They tap into other people who can help them, people who are better than them at something, people who can align with them to help them noodle things out. And so, yes. so the human connection is, is so fundamental to me. I had to answer my own why, like, why do I think this is important? Because right, I right. love connecting people. I love it. Like that's what I would love my business model to be. So then I zoom out and say, oh, do I want to be professional, essentially a matchmaker? I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Like I'm all about being paid well for what I'm good at. Like there's no (laughs) problem with that. Like, oh, I love it so much. I want to do it. No, don't do that because you screw the rest of the industry. 
but, but what, what does that model look like in the meantime? So I just launched the Connectors Academy that, oh, I'm going to teach people monthly how to learn the skills that I know work for me and then make them work for them. One size never fits all, right, Michael? Right. right. So I think we get discouraged with certain programs and books and, and teachings because like, oh, but it's supposed to work like that. Why isn't it working? Like, because you are you. Yeah. Like they shocked their potential. You have your own potential. So it is a different recipe. The ingredients might be similar, but they will never be the same. Right. Be gracious with yourself. So that, that human connection, I really had to answer myself, how am I credible standing up in front of audiences and working with coaching clients and working with teams and emerging leaders and CEOs? What is my cred? Because they're going to want to know where I'm coming from. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. a bio is critical, but I think you do need to know what the hell you're doing in teaching yes. other people what you believe can change their life. So yeah. I really had to get clear. And so that story that I told when we opened, that was one I haven't thought about for a long time, long time. And I was being interviewed by another good friend of mine on her podcast, Bree Seeley. And I shared it for the very first time. And it felt almost like a betrayal, Michael, because uh -huh. my parents are still alive. I still love them. You know, it's, it, it is what it is, or it is what we've chosen it to be. And, and I think if that story helps somebody, then, then that's me doing my work as a human connector. Look, we all have family. When people say they want to work for a family company, I'm like, can you define what you mean by that? Because like sometimes the bathroom's never open. Is this the Sopranos? Does your little sister piss you off? Are you, you know, do you have the crazy uncle who's drunk all the time? Like, what is it? Everybody is happily imperfect as I like to think about it. Yeah. So define what that means. And that's why I start with the why that's how I, mm -hmm. that's how we launch with everybody to make sure I need to know where they're coming from to see how I can serve them the most because our businesses, as you know, you know, this well, Michael, our businesses are not about us. It is no. not our ego. It no. is not our name on the marquee. If that's why you're doing it, good luck with that because the, the rise to the top is lonely by yourself. You need other people. You need other people to support you. Movements happen when people want to follow, not when they just want to be lemmings. Absolutely. Well, and I think too, you know, um, I know you've been at places too, where, you know, they have one of the big, big famous keynoters right. and, and they're a pain in the ass, you know, they're a jerk behind the, the sidelines. A jerk behind like, the curtain. Ah. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm always thinking, you're like, did you even ask what this company is or right. what they, you know? Um, yeah. And I was thinking on the flip side, I'm trying to think of, oh gosh, um, Jimmy Johnson. I just li listened to Jimmy Johnson, uh, um, uh, gosh, in November, I think. Um, and he uh, was speaking at this National uh, Association of Chemical Distributors meetings. My husband goes to it. I go with him every year. And uh, I was actually speaking at part of it too. And he did such an amazing job um, talking about the mission, you know, of that organization and, and having reference points. And he still told his stories and all the, you know, it's mostly guys there anyway, and they love listening to the football stories. And, you know, he, I, it was just so impressive to me that, you know, a guy that, you know, we paid a lot of money to get him on that stage, asked enough questions to make it not just about him, even though the whole reason they wanted him there was from his stories and his things, he still took the time to bring it back to them. You know, and that's interesting, Michael, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, is that the whole reason they want him to just sell their stories? I think underneath the ice, they don't, they need a connection. I saw a, a world renowned high level speaker. I will not say his name because it doesn't matter. The lesson here is that I watched him address 13,000 people in a convention center and he did not tie the story to the people in the room. 
to oh, the industry, God. to anyone. He just told a story I could have watched on YouTube and I was so disappointed. So really, if you are a speaker, if you're an aspiring speaker, first of all, call yourself a professional, not a public speaker. Professionals get paid. You are an expert. Own yeah. that. Yeah. I, that's one area I coach too. People who want to amp their speaking skills, absolutely, I will help you with that. And I look at there's there's what's on top of the ice, which seemingly seems to be like, oh, we'll trot this person out there because look, isn't that great? Um, and then there's the what's underneath because the truly greats understand that it is just like this, like Jimmy Johnson, that it's what's underneath the ice has brought him to the top of the ice. Right. So relate it. One, one practice I do with all my clients is I ask them, I don't require, but it's almost a requirement. Please send out these three questions to your audience in advance. And I need them at least a week in, in, in ahead of time. I need to get their temperature. I need to find mm -hmm. out where they're coming. And man, could I write an encyclopedia on connection now, Michael. And it's only been two and a half years since this book came out. And I've got so much qualitative enriching, like, Oh, before, just like I said, before we got on the podcast, like I would love to have some sort of big client right now who wants to support a long-term connecting human connection study, yeah. because it's not just what's going on right now. Like we have just really condensed. This is an accordion version of yes. life. It could have happened in 10 years, but it, it happened in an incredibly condensed time frame. So to study that and to look at that. So I appreciate those stories. If you are shocking your own potential, you better damn well be certain that you're taking care of the other person. Now you still have to take care of yourself first, but being selfish in self-care is different than being the jerk behind the curtain or wherever mm -hmm. you are, being righteous, being arrogant. Whenever I go into a doctor's appointment, they say, are you allergic to anything? My answer is always <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Don't do that. Nobody, nobody likes that. Nobody appreciates that. Don't be a snob. Come on, like there's so much more better avenues for your energy and, and to reach your potential and to shock your own potential. And I'm guessing for you too, when you teach people about shocking your potential, it doesn't mean that it's off the charts, a, a 0.9 on the Richter. It means that it's like, oh, it's a bubble and you're paying attention. Right. That's like underneath the ice again, like something's nudging. Oh, 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 oh. got it. And it takes work and it takes awareness. Yes. And, you know, as you were talking to, gosh, I had so many things going through my head, but I was thinking about, I wrote um, my blog today, you know, about being aware of where we go in the next level, just in our business communications, because, yes. you know, as we start to engage again, some will be in person, some won't. So, you know, you got the question, handshake or elbow bump, you know, in person or virtual mask, no mask hugs, you know, whatever. So there's so many questions and no matter where our own beliefs are, this is the time to really open up and instead of make assumptions or have our own beliefs drive, that we ask more questions. Hey, yes. Ginger, do you yes. want to meet in person next week or would you feel more comfortable with a virtual meeting? Hey, right. Ginger, it's great. We're going to meet in person. Yes. Are you a hugger right now, a handshaker, an elbow bump, or would you like to keep six feet distance? Right. Because if we ask questions without any judgment, we will know more and we will connect closer. Yes. Oh, you're so right. Ooh. We only have six hours for this podcast. Is that right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, when we get to be on stage, like we need to be on stage together because there's two things. Beliefs are ours to change. They are mm -hmm. not facts. They are our truths. 
So please, my dear listeners, know that your beliefs are changeable because that's a mindset thing. Your mind is changeable, just like your hair. You know, you yeah. can, you have the power, you are in command of that. And then the judgment, oh, you're so right. Suspending judgment. One of the key components of being a connector, a world-class connector is you are positive, objective, and willing. Again, it's in the book. I teach it all the time. I taught it yeah. for a, a breakfast uh, with Digitag in Brussels on Monday night at 11 o'clock my time. I'm having sunset, they're having sunrise. Like, yeah. look, if you're positive, objective, and willing, you are suspending judgment. Yes. And what that does is that opens up the whole world. Nobody loves feeling judged. That's what I was on that floor in my parents' home. They were judging me for some reason. They didn't judge me worthy of the family anymore. And I thought, wow, this is really weird. And it, like that could have been devastating. I yeah. can't imagine if that would have happened as a child. Like oh I'm so God. grateful it, was, it wasn't the reverse, but suspend the judgment. You're so, so right. Yes, yeah. because what you do is you don't just shock your potential. You give it like the biggest shot of adrenaline you possibly could because when you give people the gift of possibility of an open forum, of a hug instead of a guard, right? oh my gosh, don't we all want that, Michael? We all want to think like, oh, they actually want to know what I think. Yes, and they want oh. respect what I think and how I feel. And I mean, yes. and given the world right now as a whole, you know, I know that there's been some horrible things that have preceded the last few weeks and the last few months, you know, pandemic, horrible, lots of death, horrible, um, you know, horrible murder of, of several human lives, horrible, people feeling the need to, to protest, wonderful, the people feel the need to, you know, burn things down because of protests, not so great, but, you know, I get it. The whole thing is, is now we have such a great opportunity as human beings and as business professionals to yeah. say, what does it mean to be inclusive? What does it mean to have an open mind? What does it mean to not have preconceptions that we take with ourselves? Right. You know, am, let's, am let's really, this. Right. Am I really suspending my confirmation bias? What the hell does that mean? Is compassion right? right? Is empathy right? I finally looked up those two words because I, I, before a speech even last year, and I thought, wait a minute, people are bandying these about. What do they really mean? I'm, you're so right, Michael. Re-examine what does it mean? What is, what if, and why? are three of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself first mm. and then ask outwardly. Hey, can we have a discussion on this? I'd like to have a discussion on this. What if, how about, it's the journalistic rundown as I call it. Oh, it's no wonder it's so powerful in getting at the story and helping people feel comfortable. That's why I've made so many damn people cry. I haven't done it. What I've done is let them know, hey, this is safe space. Yep. Let's talk about this. Let's have robust debate. And, yes. and it's been every single time it moves me because I've been able to help people think for the first time in a really concentrated way, Michael, much like you do, I'm sure, when you are on the stage, when you are working with clients, with your app that's coming out. Like, let's focus in on this and let's yes. spend the time. Let's invest the time we need to really think about this. We don't give ourselves enough time to think. Now is the time. Neighbor was walking by a couple weeks ago. I was yardening and um, it was quiet. I, think I was, it was yardening. <laughs> Sunday morning. I got a million of them, sister. Um, the Sunday morning and she walked by. She said, oh, it's such a beautiful day. And this was early in the pandemic. And, and I said, yeah, it is beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And she says, isn't it nice we have more time? And I, I paused and I said, neighbor, I love you already. I said, and wow. that's not true. We've always had the time. We've chosen to redistribute. Yes. And she did not expect that. I was kind about it, but I wasn't going to let that opportunity pass. 
to yeah. hopefully help us rethink. No, we don't have more time. We always have 24 seven. So don't yeah. waste it. Don't spend it. Invest it. Yes. It's funny too, because right two weeks before the pandemic lockdown began, two or three weeks, I actually had finally gotten enough, uh, you know, far enough with my weight where I was like, I had seen myself with some video things we'd done in January. I'm like, okay, Sherlock, which is what I tell myself when I really need to have that conversation. <laughs> like, okay, Sherlock, somehow you have gained way too much weight because your clothes don't fit and you look bad on video. So I uh, started working with a uh, fitness coach long distance. And actually she's the one I'll be interviewing right after now. And um, so since then I've lost 18 pounds. <gasps> Good for you. And How's it feel? Have, uh, amazing. But every day I was watching what I ate more closely and I had the the opportunity I thought in the beginning, I now I have the opportunity to eat right at home, right? And I'm like, you've always had the opportunity to eat right. You just told yourself that it was okay to eat crap while you're flying around because that was easy. <laughs> like, who are you trying to Let, kid? Yes. Once you start doing that again, you can't say, oh, well, now yes. I just won't eat right because I travel. Look at it. I've always had time to work out. I just didn't want to get up an hour earlier. <laughs> Right. Or I didn't want to have to feel like I had to do that other thing. Like that's one thing I cover in my book, get rid of the shoulds and the have tos. Yes. Yes. What are the get tos and the want tos? Get tos and want tos. Yeah. I like that. So true. So, so true. true. Oh, I can't oh. wait to get to hang out in person together. I know. I'm like, oh my God, we can't do this for six hours. Okay. So now you, maybe you've already kind of told me, well, at least one answer to this, but when you, um, you know, you look at your career, your trajectory, your path, you know, is there some point in time where you go, gosh, that, that really changed my trajectory on my potential. So, you know, some lesson that you've learned along the way, besides the one with your family, because I think that's really vital, but anything else that you say, you know, that was a tipping point for me to recognize the bubble and to really shift towards my potential. Wow. There's a little bunch of bubbles. Um, huh? Wow. Which one to pick? Um, hmm. One, one defining bubble. That's sure. what you're asking me for. Yeah. I think it was, I'll use the most recent one, the, the almost four years ago when I started turning my super tanker, when I started prairie dogging of, okay, it, it wasn't that. And what happened is a good friend of mine, um, similar peer wise and so forth. And she and I would get together every month and a half, two months and, and check in, okay, what are you working on? What can I help with? Very, very tight uh, relationship of support, which everybody should look for and, and help uh, develop. And Lauren is her name. And Lauren and I were having our coffee. Well, she was having coffee. Can you imagine me on a coffee? No. Um, <laughs> And we were, we were meeting at a coffee shop. That's better. That's accurate. Oh, yeah. And, and I, was, I, was, I wasn't bemoaning it because I'm not a complainer, but I was frustrated. I said, I, I just, I don't blah, 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 blah. And she, she paused. She's very thoughtful. And she said, Ginger, what if it's not beer anymore? In about that tone. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, I think you're right. And it was a, it was a boil. It was a blister. It wasn't just a bubble. I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I think you're going to ease on down this road to something else. It took somebody else, just like Gary at the table with your watch yeah. saying, Ginger, this is what I see. What if it isn't? So there again, that what if question. And I, oh, that was an enormous relief, frankly. Again, yeah. I'm happy with change. I just, I hadn't figured out that I needed to figure out what was next. 
I was wasting time making the decision to make the decision. Please don't do that. Yes. That was a big one. It was a huge one, huge one. And, and now, you know, it's still, I got a lot of work ahead of me, just like you. I'm pivoting, I'm reinventing. I don't like all the change. I'm willing for the change, definitely willing. That's another core connector tactic. And I, 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 I have to figure this out and I can figure it out. And with great people like you and educating and learning and you know, what's working for you, what's one thing. In fact, it was a piece of juice for the listeners. When you ask people, please ask them for a one thing, not an absolute. Instead of saying, what's the best tip you can give me, Michael? Say, what's one valuable insight you can give me? It's just like kids being asked, oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? There's so much pressure to that. Like, oh, now I got to think of the best thing. If I don't think of the best thing and it, and it doesn't work for them, then they're going to not have me as a friend. Like you go down this ridiculous rabbit hole and right. instead of saying, like, what's one good thing? What's one excellent thing? What's one really smart tactic? Just ask them for one because one's a great place to start. Specific is terrific. Don't make it so absolute. What's one thing you'd never do again? Well, let me get you the, the let me get you the book, right? Uh, that, so you can get with like 10 top tactics, but don't say the best or the right. worst, those kinds of I things. Agree. I think that's really important because it, it is a lot of pressure and then people feel like they may let you down. What if I don't give the right answer instead of, hey, what's at the top right. of your head right now? Right. And so what they'll do is they'll disconnect. Yeah. They'll unconnect. That's when we don't hear back from somebody because they're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. This feels like a lot of pressure, which you have unwittingly done. So then that's just like you were telling me, like, let's back up and let's, let's ask this again. What if I did it this way? What about that? Let's reinvent this. This is all in our command. It doesn't mean yes. that it's easy. It doesn't mean we like it. But if you shift, just like your eating habits, if you shift, if you redefine what easy is, and actually I would, I would get rid of easy. I would go to simple because things don't have to be complex. They may be, there may, your desk might be full, but that doesn't mean that the stuff on there is complex. It just means there's a lot. Yes. So you can no, see my desk. <laughs> No, you can't see mine, can you? <laughs> no, I work really hard to make sure you can't. My husband's always coming down going, how do you find everything? I'm like, it's brilliant. A messy desk is a sign of a brilliant mind. I've well, always I can tell that. So is blue hair, right? So is blue hair. And my, my new ring light that I still haven't put together yet that I could actually put my whole head through. So Look at that. There's romper room coming at you. <laughs> it is romper room. <laughs> you know, I was uh, earlier this morning, I was interviewing someone who is a LinkedIn expert. And she is phenomenal. And one of the things that she and I were talking about that I just, it blew my mind is she said, you know, when you ask someone to make an introduction or to give you a referral, you're putting them on the spot, which I know I've always thought that. And I hate doing that to people. She said, but if instead you look and let's say we even looked at each other's connections and we said, mm -hmm. okay, so if I look at Ginger's connections, for instance, on LinkedIn, and I see that there's on her list, there's five people that I really want to know. And I don't know if you know them yet, but let's say you were my right. client or you'd hired me to speak or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I went back to you afterward when you said, hey, Michael, that was so great. You are a fantastic speaker. Can't wait to work with you again. I don't know when that'll be, but I say, great. I'm so glad. I'll tell you what, Ginger, I was taking a look at your LinkedIn connections and mine. And, and you have a couple people on there that I am planning to reach out to next week, you know, or I was planning to reach out to next week. If I run this list by you real quickly, Will you let me know if you know any of them, you know, really Ooh, well? Excellent. And you say, sure, tell me. So I tell you the five names and you're like, well, four of them, I really don't know. But that one I do know. And I say, do you mind if I use your name when I reach out to excellent. them? 
Most people are going to say, no, in fact, I'll send a message or go ahead or whatever. Then you are setting up for someone to feel less pressure to give you so much when they're focused on their stuff that we can ask each other for things. Like you said, just what's one idea you're having right now? What's one thing that's getting you excited? And then we start to dialogue because there's not so much pressure that we either have to make it or break it for someone else when we're worried about making it or breaking it ourselves. Right. You're so right. It pays to be a word nerd, my friends. Really dial into what you think you want to say, what you want to communicate, how you're doing it. One of my tactics, uh, Michael, is to write what I want to write and sleep on it, wake up the next day and then say, okay, is, is the emotion level right? Is, can I remove it? Especially when you're hot, especially when something's sticky, like yes. write it out. Do not even, don't draft it in an email. Don't do that. Cause we know what happens. <laughs> create, a, create a Google doc or something. Or and then do, put, don't right, put their name on it. <laughs> right. Put your own name on it. I've done that before. Send it to yourself, uh, but then sit on it, put it away. Like my mom, one of the best pieces of advice my mom ever gave me was don't do anything when you're tired or it's late at night. So true. Yes. That's what we're doing because, and that, that's the third piece. Like don't do it when your emotions are so high Yes. that it's, it's not going to yeah. yes. <laughs> run it by somebody too. Even if like I'm super impatient once I, I, I love to write. Once I get writing, I just want to publish. And yes. my editor, she's so great. Ginger. And she's the one who's like, Ginger, if you, if you want to run your emailers by me before you send them, like, oh, in theory, that's a great idea, Julie. As soon as it's off my fingertips, I'm like, I want to hit the send. So realistically, I love you. Probably not going to happen. And maybe I need to revisit that, right? Because yep. something as simple as a typo and, and saying, oh, I saw one. Oh, I saw the classic last week. Yeah. I saw public and it wasn't public. It Whoa. was pubic. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> so, yeah, that was not intended because it didn't even. There was no way that could have been intended. So, be a word nerd. Be thoughtful. I love that tactic. I will want to know who that person is because I'm huge into LinkedIn and it's a powerful community. Wonderful way to make connections. Boy, we could talk for hours about that. I teach certain people about that too. So. Absolutely. Well, I know we're getting near the end, but I have a couple, you know, important questions. So one, Mm -hmm. again, you know, we've been talking about so much, you know, along the way, but if you could go back at any point in time to the younger Ginger at any point in time and tell her anything that would either shock her potential farther, faster, or keep her on the same path, because that's always a good option. Yes. What would you go back to? When would you go back and what would you tell her? Oh my gosh. I can think of two right off the bat. Um, there's probably like 5,000 of them, but we'll pick two of them right now. One of them would be, um, rethinking what I chose as my degree. Now I believe all degrees are useful because it's growth and don't look at it. Like I'm not using my degree baloney. You, you grew there. So it's, it's, you're using it in a different kind of way. So it's big. you grew and that's, you're using you. <laughs> I yeah. wish I would have remembered the conversation that my dad brought to my attention a couple of years ago when we were visiting. He said, Gingy, he said, I remember asking you, are you sure you don't want to consider something else? I have an elementary education degree and an art degree, which is great. Super proud. He said, I, he said, I, I wanted you to think about something else, not because he was embarrassed to have me as a teacher or anything like that. He just wanted me to think about, I cannot tell you why I was so determined to be a teacher either. I can tell you that once I got to school, once I got to college, I went from the B, like Ginger's just one of the students to Dean's list. Like I was one of the top picks in the metro area where I was going to school. Like it, I found my hum. 
I do wish I would have remembered that conversation because I look now and I think, what if I'd gone into engineering because I'm fascinated with how things work? What if I'd done this? And it's a happy what if game. Play the what if game if it's positive and inspiring. The other moment would have been to not have waited so long to have that Lauren moment sooner with the previous endeavor. Because like, I, I literally, Michael, I was waking up for two or three years of like just like frustrated and and I'm not a happy I'm, I'm not a good frustrated person I don't if I'm frustrated I'm not around other people not because I'm embarrassed to show it because I'm so high wattage that people think that I'm angry or whatever and I'm not at my best and I was trying to figure it out I would I I would have gone back to that time and and examined that along the way differently of shifting changing the business it's it's the classic if i knew then what i know now now that thing would be a 10 20 30 million dollar company i have no doubt about it yeah. but yeah. It, it's not and so it was good for me to say okay it's on the shelf and that's what it is and now it's time to shift yeah i i totally i totally Stop. get that and by the way another reason why we get along so well is uh i i was a elementary education teacher as well did that for one year, then there were no more positions in my town. So I had to figure out something else to do. And I'm so thankful. So when people say, what, you know, I don't know what to get for my degree. I'm just like, get a degree or get a specialty trade, but just do one thing and know that you can use it to pivot. You can yes. always pivot. Yes. Yes. Because the, the social interactions, the, the bigger thinking yeah. of like, what do you, what do you, even mapping out your classes, it yeah. seems like an academic pursuit truly, yet it's much bigger than that. You're creating a roadmap for Absolutely. a goal. Like it's a strategy. It's, it's so, if we reframe, I love how you say like, let's rethink how we're thinking about things. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So now I know we'll have all your contact information in the show notes, but in case somebody's too eager to do that, what's the best way for them to find you? Gingerjohnson.com. So until I have something cool like shockyourpotential.com, it's gingerjohnson.com. I'm open for suggestions, by the way. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. Yes, gingerjohnson.com, that, that's the uh, superhighway, the hub for everything, LinkedIn, Twitter, learning Instagram, I may or may not keep it, um, YouTube channel, I know there's one more in there, but uh, that'll be good for now. Awesome. Well, before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? If you want to be the one to walk into any room, virtual, literal, if you want to be the one to have any conversation, focus on your skills. Anybody who wants to learn how to connect with other people can. It is skills-based. It is within your power. You've got to have the intention. You can do it. And if there's anything I can do to support you, I am happy to do so. Reach out anytime. I love it. Thank you, Ginger. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to staying connected. Yes, absolutely. Right on, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep shocking your potential. And remember, it's always a great day to connect. I love it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.